Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. A wind turbine saw a solar panel at a party. God. Okay. He he leaned in and said, hey, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I made a, a, a pun about wind, but it blew. Oh, hey-oh. Hey-oh. And so we start. Very nice. <laughs> uh, this episode is about energy i like energy energy is good energy is good and it it lifts the entire human condition it helps the quality of life it helps life expectancy it helps everything Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. power is good um as we're gonna as we're gonna discuss and we had we talked about this in um in a couple different podcasts we had before the the overriding fact is there is no free lunch with energy nope that's true and so you know there's a term called greenwashing or whatever even renewables there is a price to be paid and every form of power generation kills people mm-hmm. that's that that's the reality we we don't want to admit it we want to think that um solar panels and and wind turbines and all this are, are green and and you know that little unicorns come out when they <laughs> you know when we go to this type of power but they don't there's um all this stuff there's always a price to be paid and we're going to kind of explore that and again what we ask our listeners to do is take a step back, be an independent thinker. So if you have opinions one way or the other, just kind of take a step back and open your mind, right? Because the kind of world we're in today is everyone is kind of being pigeonholed and and asked to take a side are you so-called green energy or are you fossil fuel are you this or are you that are you are you uh you know black or white are you um yes no conservative liberal blah 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 that's not the way the world works right it just doesn't and so what we're advocating because, oh, you know, something like our lives depend on it um, in terms of energy and how we use it requires us as consumers and as people that vote on things to kind of understand things more than just, is this green or is it not? Well, right. there, there really is no such thing as green. Right. Okay. And right. and we'll get into that. 
But so we're asking you to take a step back, clear your mind, rid of whatever, if you are inclined on one side of the aisle or the other, <clears throat> take a seat in the middle and let's explore energy. I like that. So it, Tim, Tim's going to be leading this discussion. No, mostly. no, I don't think I'm going to be. This is going to be an open forum. This is going to be fun. It is. It is. So um, the reality is, and, uh, you know, I, I hate to get to the last page of the book, but the reality is, is there's probably going to have to be a, no, there will have to be a combination of different power sources for a while. Unless some magical Star Trek type thing happens. Fusion. Fusion, right, where we find this Nirvana power source. Right. Okay. Um, but um, absent that power source, <laughs> we're just going to have to do this in phases. It's probably going to take longer than we want. Um, and as we talked about in one of our other podcasts, there's always something to the story. There's always, there's always a dark side. And so um, you got to try to minimize that downside in the overall aspect of what we're trying to do. So, yeah. yeah or, or, you know, when there's a pivot, there's also, you know, a, a price to pay for that pivot. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Again, there's no free lunch. There's no, no. <laughs> There isn't exactly. So today, um, our consumption of electricity is skyrocketing. Um, everything in your house is is requiring more power, more batteries, more recharging. Um, think about just listening to this podcast. You you know your your internet router your um your phone laptop radio whatever you're listening to the streaming has to go through towers um the entire infrastructure just to deliver this show requires a tremendous amount of power and this is one of the probably less intrusive things that you can do on an electronic device to stream something like this. Um, so how does that power happen? How does it come to you? Well, in it depends on where in the world you are. Um, some countries are um, are more heavily invested in nuclear power. I laugh because I'm I'm, I'm enjoying your. Um... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're being diplomatic. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> um, I, I, I am. Uh, because what we're going to get to is there's really no right answer. Right. So it's not, again, taking, opening your mind, nobody's wrong here. It's just what, what happens, okay? So uh, nuclear and Here's again, we're we're gonna speak truth to you. Um as of today, 
is probably the cleanest form of energy. Um, has a bad reputation because some people did some really stupid things in the 70s and 80s, did not understand what they were, the power they were dealing with. Um, and Chernobyl happened, um, Three Mile Island to a lesser effect. Uh, Fukushima got hit by a tsunami, an earthquake. Yeah, I mean, if you got hit by a tsunami and earthquake, you'd be leaking too. So, yeah, a lot. Yeah, and we're not making light of it. I mean, we're no, not at all. Yeah, we're not but... making light of it. But I mean, the reality is, is that what we mean by what we mean by clean. I think what George and I are trying to say by clean is. The maximum amount of power for the minimal amount of human impact. Yeah. And the reality is, is and I believe this is true. Uh, there's never been a life lost in the U.S. due to nuclear power. And the estimate is if you were, let's say, a city or what have you, um, if you were to use nuclear power, the waste that would be produced over the lifetime of a person would be about a pop or beer can of material. Right. That that's the waste. Um which isn't bad. And yeah, there's there's it's gotta be handled properly and it's expensive and, and all that. So um so there's nuclear power. Um as we talked about in our online returns podcast, some people are burning garbage and using that to generate power. And now there's a dirty way to burn garbage and there's a cleaner way to do that. Yes. Yes. And that releases carbon, which is not awesome. But it may be better than leaving the stuff in the ground to produce methane. And you can listen to our previous podcast to kind of get into that discussion. But it's an option. Some countries are using it. All right. Not a, again, not a terrible way to handle waste, especially if you're landlocked and have no place to put it. Um, and it may be better than burying it. So there's that. Um some places, in addition to 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 burning, um, use coal. A lot of places use coal. Coal. Yeah, up until recently, we used a lot of coal. Yeah, and honestly, we we still, still do. Yeah, still do. We do. It's getting less, and we're putting scrubbers and stuff like that in place. And they talk about clean coal, which I don't know what that means, but it means there's nothing. coal. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's coal. It's really efficient to burn. Um, fairly cheap to get. It's dirty. People around power plants will get sick, respiratory diseases, uh, and some some will die earlier. I mean, that's that's what the data says, right? And so, is that what we want to stay on? No. That's definitely what we don't want to stay on. Um, but again, you can't turn on a dime. 
doesn't work that way. Power plants are really expensive and you need to make sure that you you've invested in the right one. Right. Right. Um, and usually, usually what goes hand in hand with coal is gas, right? So. Yes. Yes. And gas, natural gas is much cleaner. Yep. Much, much less, um, emissions. Still a fossil fuel. Still a fossil fuel. Um, and it's kind of a residue of getting oil out of the ground. So it's kind of a byproduct, relatively cheap. Thank God for the dinosaurs. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, eating a comet. And <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, hey, sorry. Their loss is our gain. No. Um, but uh, so natural gas, again, do we want it? Not awesome, but not bad. Right. 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 Um, and it's also used, so let's say if you do have, if you're reliant on solar or wind, when you don't have enough of those powering the grid, then natural gas kicks in. Yeah. It's easy. You don't have to really store. You get pipelines and, you know, so got natural gas. Um, then you have hydroelectric, which, again, this is one of those that... Um, from the outside, initially looking at it, you're like, wow, hydroelectric is great. All you do is you put some some turbines on a river and you're good to go. Ex- well, except when you live in the Southwest and that river dries up. Yes. Or, <laughs> or you're China and you decide to build the biggest dam in the world that actually changes the rotation of the earth and floods like thousands of miles of, <laughs> of previous land that was above water. George, the devil's in the details with that. You know that, right? <sighs> it's okay. We're fine. Yeah, but so but you know what was you know what was interesting that when I was looking at that. So, okay, you get clean energy because it's water turning turbines. And yes, you've ruined a lot of people's lives and moved them and all that other stuff. Right. But because you got all that vegetation that used to be above water, it's now below water. All that decaying stuff Pesticides. produces <laughs> produces a ridiculous amount of methane, which right. is even worse than carbon. Yep. Because you buried it, now it's decomposing. And what is the byproduct of decomposing biomatter? Methane. Which is the worst? Uh, which is worse of a greenhouse gas than carbon? Ask, ask so, everyone who lives on Venus. Oh wait, no one lives on Venus. That's right, because of the methane. Hello. So, so you've got you've got that. Um, now, this is really shaping then, up to be a depressing podcast. So just so you no, know. no, no, no. Well, well, but but here's the thing: we're, right. we're putting we're putting the Legos in place, right? Right. right. So you've got wind energy. Right. And in certain parts of the country, that makes really good sense. California, some of the plain states, you know. Yeah, the Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. Go to go to uh central Illinois, Indiana, yeah. Wisconsin. You see these wind farms everywhere. Um Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. One of the biggest I, ones I think is in Iowa now. Really? I think. Well, I mean, who knows? I, I just drove through Texas and I mean 
it was just amazing. So maybe it's Texas now. And so you, so again, there's some downsides to it as well, but you're capturing the wind and you're, you're powering batteries and it's going into the grid and, um, this is good. You know, it makes for good YouTube videos too when a bird hits it or, you know, one blows up and it's just spinning around on fire. It's fun to watch those things exactly. just like completely just tear itself apart. Yeah. They are rather dramatic when they do so. And they are freaking huge. If you have not seen one in real life, I happen to drive past some at a fairly close range. Oh my God. God, they're enormous. Yeah. Really cool to watch. I mean, they're an engineering marvel. Yeah. I mean, even watching them like drive the, you know, drive the one of the three big blades. I think General Electric's version has a three blades. And, and it's like this really extended, extended, extended truck. And it's like they block off the entire expressway just to get one of the blades down the expressway. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing to watch. And they're so graceful looking at them just spinning. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's mesmerizing. Now, there is an issue with what to do with the blades after the 15, 20 years of their life because they're not recyclable yet and, and all that. But again, this is a great complement to, to powering the grid. Right. And then you got solar as well. And solar, again, using energy that's already there the sunlight um issue with recycling the panels but you can't you know different parts i'm I'm seeing solar solar farms everywhere again pretty cool direction now there's not one source today that can do it all we forgot to mention one what's that the geothermal one Yes. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yep. Well, just you know, we were just missing a piece of Lego. We don't have to go yeah, into it. Yeah. You know. Just... Yeah. And so, and so so geothermal is um, taking heat from the earth, naturally occurring heat, underground heat, underground. Yep. And turning that into energy, because everything work basically works on friction and energy. And some kind of movement, right? So you've either got a turbine or a, a windmill or um, even solar heats that it uses heat to create the energy that turns it into electricity and then gets stored. Right. Um, so, and, and geothermal is, is a really interesting concept. And there are some people doing some very interesting things with it. Um, some of the more extreme ones are digging. <laughs> There's a company that supposedly has people from the oil industry that are used to digging very, very deep down into the ground. Um, and the deeper you go, the more pressure the, that rock is under and the more pressure it's under, the more heat there is. And so the theory is, is that the inner part of our planet is as hot as the sun. And because of gravity and all that other stuff, it's an unending heat source and so people are looking at possibly tapping that. Yeah, but the deepest that we've ever gone is just, you know, it's a speck and it's a oh, yeah. it, it's a speck on the, you know, overall scale of of you know, 
if we wanted to dig deep enough to create enough energy, it would have to be a lot deeper than we've gone now. So there are some technical hurdles. There are some engineering hurdles. Um, but yeah, I mean, sounds fun. Yeah. So, so there's, there's two things. What's, what can we do going forward and what do we do today? So today really is a combination of all these things, but before you shut one down, you, you, you need to have enough capacity yes. of the others. Yes. Right. And so, and as, so if you, as some of our lawmakers have found out recently, right. Right. So I'm not so, going to, I'm not going to point a finger in the direction of the blue or the red. I'm just, you know, no, no, yeah. no. And, and, you know, the, the problem is, is they speak with such authority and you can get experts to agree with your point on either side of this. But the reality is if you live in a place that is cloudy, most of the time, solar's not going to do very much for you. If you live in a place that's not very windy, wind isn't going to do much for you. So you better have something else. Yeah, and the thought here is, you know, because of climate change, however it's happening, um, I have a pretty good idea of how it's happening. But because of climate change, you know, the real question today is, are places that are currently windy and are places that are currently sunny, are they going to continue to be windy and sunny? Mm -hmm. Or is that, yeah. is that weather pattern going to shift? And if we you know, build a lot of infrastructure in those places, you know, I mean, we might get a 20, 30, 40 year return on investment and that might be good enough, but we still need to take it, take into consideration that that weather pattern may not be a permanent thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so for right now, if, you know, we're focusing on carbon, but we also have to look at methane and we have to look at the waste that's produced by each of these energy sources. Um, we need a common sense approach that really is a combination of all of these things. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is, Oh, we're going to shut down coal. You know what? That would be great. What do you got? Mm -hmm. Right. What do you have to replace that? And if the answer is, I don't know, well, guess what? We're also getting electric cars pushed on us, which is going to really punish the grid <laughs> in terms of use think of every time you go to the gas station rather than going to the gas station you're taking all that energy and getting it out of a wall socket i haven't getting answer. it i haven't answered. go ahead yeah, no, yeah. i haven't i i know what's going to do it it's it's lg powered fuel cells there we go yeah <laughs> car companies are even working on hydrogen right yeah oh yeah for sure and 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 so there's not a simple answer. And that's the problem. We're getting fed these very simplistic solutions. Right. And anyone that don't be lazy. I, I've never heard one that I've been like, huh? Yeah. Okay. That seems like a good one. We'll just switch one out for the other. Right. If you think about it, you know, use your heads. Right. But let's be honest. And, and again, this is not red or blue. But a lot of the people that are in charge of energy and climate and transportation and overall policy, have you ever heard these people talk? Right. 
you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're like, Jesus, really? <laughs> you <laughs> this know, is and, the best we got. <laughs> well, right. And and on some of our previous shows, not that we're trying to plug some of our previous shows, but on some of our previous shows, we've even highlighted, you know, the fact that there have been some success stories in the space. Um, you know, the Nordic countries, um, Denmark, Sweden, um, they seem to, you know, when faced with a challenge, they seem to deal with it differently than a lot of other countries do. Um, you know, Denmark has adopted a lot of uh, EV, electric vehicles. Um, and, and why is, you know, why is that important? Well, there's an offset. You know, even in building an electric vehicle, there's a there's a carbon footprint that's involved with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when you build a power plant, there's a carbon footprint with that. I mean, you know, no one talks about the carbon footprint that's that's that exists when you have to build, you know, a 30 story, you know, fan <laughs> a windmill. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like what, what, what manpower, what people power, what, what, you know, the, to drive it from point A to point B is still fossil fuels. So, you know, there is, you have to go carbon neutral at some point and then, you know, get the benefits out of that. So does it take a, a windmill, two years to be carbon neutral each one of them and and those are studies that are out there they're buried but they're yeah, out there yeah. and it, you know it's a point and, and that and tim that's exactly what i was going to say every one of these solutions is tainted by lobbyist money for whatever the source is right so there's a coal lobby, there's a gas lobby, there's uh, a wind lobby, there's a solar lobby, there's, um, you know, hydroelectric lobby, <laughs> there's a, a geothermal. There are lobbyists with ridiculous amounts of money all pushing their narrative. And that's why it's so hard to get to the truth. And there's additional narrative. And that additional narrative is, you know, um, save the beluga whales save the you know um you know the earth the green movement whatever it is there's other as you say narratives that are that are competing for the the ad space the media time the attention um to you know well we like wind power because you know it doesn't pollute but you might get say the spotted owl society who you know are a bunch of great people, I'm sure, but they may not like windmills because their owls would fly into it and most certainly die. So yeah, I mean, right? There's you have a thousand different viewpoints on this topic alone. Yeah, and here's the good news: we are so curious, and there's such a big financial motive to get this right, if you will that there's a lot of different people looking for an answer to this very complex problem. Right. And we're probably going to have several alternatives at some point. Fusion will, will come into play and fusion is, it is a nuclear reaction, but not like we have in our, our current reactors. So, and Tim, jump in here. You know more about this than I do. Yeah, but... I mean, it's it's essentially it's essentially the same process that powers the sun, and the sun is a star. So, um, you know, what you have is 
you have a reaction that's self-perpetual. Yeah, and and you don't have the the radioactive byproducts because you're not you don't have the rods. You're not heating water. It's just creating energy. Um, now, <laughs> so here's the fun part. Within the last five years, we've made huge strides in this. This was theoretical not that long ago. And I believe it was CERN that actually created a fusion event. And it lasted for fractions of a nanosecond. But it was such a big deal. Right. Because... It went from theory to reality, even though it was for that little blip. But let's go back to one thing Tim said. This creates the power of the sun. Okay. Usually, so, usually that involves a lot of hydrogen and a lot of gravity. <laughs> yeah, yes. And again, we talked about there's price to pay and there's always a downside. The theoretical downside is... Once we start that chain reaction, it may actually create a black hole that we can't control. So that's the downside. <laughs> that, that's um, a really, that's a, yeah, I mean, that's theoretical. Never, probably never going to happen. Yeah, probably. But if it does, don't worry about it. Because. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, for sure. That's, a black is... hole is going to leave a mark. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is like the ultimate clean energy, right? Right. And controlling it, well, let's just hope <laughs> that whoever does this is like the top people in their class that are doing this, right? You don't want to see students messing around with this kind of stuff. No, no, for sure. But there, there you know, there's a big initiative here, and oh, sure, yeah. And this this initiative goes far, you know. There's a there's a uh, a big project right now in Europe, and uh, you know they're they're just building a a test site, and they're they're gonna they're gonna see if they can create a positive power output from this thing. So and there's a there's a lot like you said there's a lot of vested uh, groups that are interested in seeing this happen. Yeah, yeah. So here's the good news: we got a lot of options. That I have to, we have to go completely solar in order to, no, eh, you know, that's not going to work because when solar plants, in order to start them up, you need natural gas to start them. That's, that's the reality. That's the way it works today. Right. Um, and every, every, like we said, there's no free lunch. And so what you want to do is when you're packing your lunch, you want to make sure that the downside is as small as possible and you're doing as little harm to the earth as possible. Right. So as you're packing your lunch, yeah, you could have the snack pack or the Doritos bag, but maybe that's a smaller amount than it, you're normally used to getting so that the downside is less. And yeah. you got to have the broccoli, right? Right. You got to have the, you got to have the broccoli, but you're going to try to, trade that with some kid that likes broccoli because really you know 
but I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting off target here. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, well, I mean, and you know, and I think it's important. Uh, it, it, all of this is important because really, what we what we're getting to is that everything has a finite beginning and a finite end to it. Um, when when we're talking about resources, I think that coal definitely we know that it has that. The fossil fuels are becoming. It's it's done, you know. I mean, you know, we're we're coming to the end of that. Oil, same thing, you know. So when we kind of go through it, the the concern that we have with you know, or the concern many people have with, with uh, um, air and solar is exactly what I spoke to before. Is is that are those weather patterns going to shift? I mean, there was just a yeah. <laughs> there was just a uh, article that was released. Um, it was a couple days ago. Um, where they were talking about where areas and regions of the United States, uh, by the time it's 2051, somewhere around there, could see highs up in the 125 range. Fair wow. enough. Wow. So what what does that do um, to infrastructure that relies on static weather? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, or even like like how you build homes and roads and because as of now the population you can't just move everybody out of those places right right no for sure and so I think where we're going with this is you know there's there's a lot of options and I think you're right but I think maybe the options to kind of focus on uh, and some of the uh, you know kind of weeding through the bullshit let's just put it that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. is you know really two right it's uh short term um more advanced new nuclear which the united states department of energy has really authorized the use of smaller micro plants um you know in regional areas to produce clean very safe nuclear energy you'll be hearing more about this in the news in the upcoming months year or so and then longer term um, moving away from the nuclear energy and moving more towards the experimental reactors we're talking about, where we're really talking about fusion, you know, ITER, which is the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, that sits in France, the one that I was talking about. Um, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, uh, a project that started back in 2007. <laughs> and the reactor is located in France, and there's there's a good, you know, 20, 25 countries behind it so this is this is something to look at this is real world and these are things that you know aren't on you know they're they're not they're not they don't have bullshit factor to them to be honest with you they're very much relevant and this is where the this is where the world's going if we're going to continue to rely on electrics so heavily meaning moving even our heavy industrial like cars trucks um, construction equipment off of um, fossil fuel and onto electric, um, then shipping to electric, we're going to have to, you know, and here comes that pivot that George talked about. We're going to have to pivot to a situation where the supply, uh, you know, will meet the demand. Because right now, today, the supply definitely can meet the demand when we're talking about electric in most places. But, you know, will that always be the case? As more electric EVs come online, there's going to be a higher and higher demand on our power grid. And, you know, something we haven't talked about that we will talk about in future shows is the United States has really three power grids. 
They have an eastern power grid, a western power grid, and then, of course, the great state of Texas has its own power grid. It, it bleeds outside of Texas a little, but um, that's it. And so, you know, we, we need to take a look at a hard look at these things. And we're going to have to clean it up. We're going to have to clean it up. A lot of that money is going to be good investment money, too. You know, it's, it's what made this country, you know, one of the big uh, major accomplishments of the 19th, really the 20th century, was um, the infrastructure projects that built this country, the roads, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the other things adding to um, to power generation. So, for example, um, in the U.S., uh, a fair number of homes already have air conditioning. In some of the European countries, that's not true. Right. And and honestly, they haven't needed it. But their weather pattern is changing. And I and we had talked about before, like uh, homes in the UK are built to keep heat and air in because they're used to being cold. Well, they're getting record heat. Um, and so everyone's running out trying to get air conditioning. Well, their homes are made to keep the heat in, which is going to be an issue. But they also don't have the power grid because... Less than 5% of homes in the UK have air conditioning. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, it's Less getting than 5%. warmer. It's getting warmer. It is. It's getting like up to 100 degrees now. Right. And humid, right? And so um, think about that transformation. You basically have 95% of the country that doesn't have air conditioning. And and, and, and there are it, some high efficiency units and yeah. all that other stuff, but it's got to get powered. And when they do that transition, as people add more to their grid in in the United Kingdom, um, they're going to have higher and higher demands. And yeah. this is exactly what we're talking about. So, you know, I think short term, I think the idea here is solar, wind, um, you know, and some legacy um, methods of creating power are going to be the offset. They're going to create the ability for us to buy some time. Yeah. Um, and then once that time has been actualized, hopefully uh, with the research that's coming out of ITER and others, um, um, other, you know, reactors that are uh, fusion-based, um, we'll be able to have a net-net positive a, a large amount of electrical power going onto the grid and and then we'll be able to really put this issue in the rearview mirror i mean and i think it will really deal a heavy blow to a lot of um fossil fuel um and a lot of uh, technologies that create a, a large car carbon footprint we'll be able yeah. to knock that out so and what you're really seeing is it's an exciting time when you really think about it because for those of us who watch a lot of science fiction and i'm not going to say that i do or don't and you know whatnot but i do that we do that yeah. we do um you're watching live um in real time a civilization yeah. quite literally move from um you know a stage zero to a stage one or in, uh put in more simple terms um, you're you're watching a civilization really grow up where we were able to harness the power of the atom 
in the 20th century, um, or at least use it for good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we're able to really extend that and dig deeper because, you know, a nuclear explosion is most definitely technology that's loosely uh, based on what we're talking about here. Um, and we wouldn't have been able to get to where we are without the understanding of how nuclear technology works, right? Whether it be right, yeah, a bomb or or whatever. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you're seeing a civilization kind of grow up, and this this is really interesting because you know it's it's really technology that you know I hate to say it, it, it was born from from conflict, right? Um, and it, it, yeah, but it normally is. I mean, a lot of yeah. A lot of the really good things that we have in life were because of because of conflict. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, most of our medical advances were due because they had to save people on the battlefield, right? And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But but in a hundred years, in a hundred, you know, let's say, 90, oh yeah, in ninety years, what we've been able to do is we've been able to go from a project like the Manhattan Project, which quite literally was at the University of Chicago. You know, yeah, it's called the pile, right? Which was the the first, essentially nuclear reactor, to you know, uh, and that was forty two, nineteen forty two. Now we're looking at uh, twenty twenty two, so eighty years later, right? Uh, we're looking at essentially fusion on the table in twenty twenty five, and so a hundred years in the overall scope of humankind. That's technology. And, and think of, <laughs> so I was just looking something up. The first time they electrified anything, really, was the World Columbian Exposition in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That That's where Tesla and Westinghouse and uh, Edison and all these guys were we're showing off of what electricity can do. First time they were using electric lights in a mass scale. Mm-hmm. 18, 1892, 1893? 1893. Oh, man, I was one year off. So 129 years that's nothing before that we didn't even have lights right we didn't there was no electricity you had candle lights or gas lights but 130 years ago we didn't know what to do with electricity so we've come a long way and you got to expect we make some mistakes and we're very primitive and rudimentary with it and so we're making some great strides but use your heads. And, and here's why it's important, because a lot of policy gets driven by public opinion. OK, and these lobbyists are really, really good. So they'll flood your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever with all these things about how terrible this form of energy is. Hopefully we've given you a little background on all of that to say, well, that's kind of bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's not great, but it's needed. And unless someone comes out with a balanced approach 
Don't trust them. Right. They're in it for the money. And and everybody's in it for the money in terms of this stuff. But as a consumer and as someone that has to live on this planet, hopefully we've made we've allowed you to take a step back so that you don't just regurgitate this garbage that you're hearing. And it's coming from all sides, man. It's coming from the fossil fuel industry. It's coming from the green energy side. It's coming from everyone. And they, you know, it seems like they're all piling on to try to demonize nuclear, which may be our best hope for right now. (laughs) So hope you can take a step back. And when you see some of this stuff, don't just pass it along. And hopefully you'll vote for people or be able to have intelligent conversations with people about saying, look, yeah, you know what? It's it's not ideal right now, but there's a lot of options and a lot of things coming up that are going to help us get through this. Yep. Yep. And, and I, I think, you know, um, you know, uh, the future is bright because the technology is based off of solid principles and I think that, uh, you know, once they, they lock it down, I think that we're going to, um, I think we're going to be in really good shape from a, from yeah. a power perspective, you know, and, you know, it's interesting because if you just look at this, all the dominoes can fall. Um, you know, you're going to get an, you know, a, an effect where there'll be more energy, more power to the grid. Um, and then the prices will drop. That's how it should work. And then of course, more people will bring more things online. Um, and yeah. so, you know, and the use of carbon based fuels will, will become less. And, you know, um, it, it may be that we deal with the issue of fixing our planet or at least dealing with not spewing so much, you know, uh, carbon fossil fuels into the atmosphere. It may be a, it may be a, you know, a road through attrition and, you know, as technologies evolve, other technologies, older technologies will die off. Yeah. And, and that's the way it's always been. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's like uh, everything that people thought was never, were never going to go away. Uh, you know, people relied on horses as transportation for a couple thousand years. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a car comes out that's affordable that that change was virtually overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, virtually. And, and 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 that's the kind of stuff that you know a change could come about that quickly. And you know, we've talked about cars in the past in the show. Uh, it's really fun to bring this up too because now a lot of our um, topics of our shows are overlapping, and we can kind of refer yeah. back to those shows. But you know, one of the first cars out there was not a gas-powered car; it was actually an electric car. You had steam powered, yeah. you had electric, you know, um, and this is back in the dawn before, you know, the dawn, the early age of automobiles. So, you know, before electric, the Model T. Yeah. So electric's been around and it's been considered a lot. It's just never been executed. Yeah. So, um, so I know it, at first it was, it seemed like a bleak picture, but the reason we did that is, is just to kind of present there's not one that you can hang your hat on. There's not one that's perfectly right for right now. But hopefully we've given you enough Lego pieces to say, 
you know, going forward, I, it, we're going to work this out. I think we'll be able to work it out. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, good show. So, yeah, I think so. Thank you, George. I thank you, Tim. It's right. fun. Yeah.